It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2082, Seven Things You Can Do to Declutter Your Mind, by Karen Lazuski of karenlazuski.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, and welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, or the OLD podcast, where I read to you from some of the best blogs I can find and get permission from, mostly covering personal development and minimalism on this show. And with that, let's get right to our Minimalist Monday post and start optimizing your life. Seven Things You Can Do to Declutter Your Mind by Karen Lazuski of karenlazuski.com. Quote, you don't have to control your thoughts, you just have to stop letting them control you. Dan Millman. In a world full of errands, obligations, noise, and chaos, it is no wonder that sometimes our minds are sent into overdrive and we wind up feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Our mind gets full of clutter, and we feel like we are trapped in our own head, unable to find the peace that we are seeking. Have you ever felt that? There's so many things I've learned on this journey to minimizing and simplifying my life. One of the biggest lessons to date that I have taken to heart is that just as our drawers and cabinets need decluttering, so too does our mind. So many times we solely focus on decluttering our possessions and neglect the issue of mental clutter. Mental clutter is when you have so many ideas, thoughts, and stresses clogging up your mind that you can't think clearly. You might start feeling anxious and have a hard time dealing with everyday tasks. I don't know about you, but if I am not careful, this mental clutter can creep up and it'll take some time to come out on the other side. I have to be intentional and pay attention to what is going on in my mind. When your mind is decluttered, you're able to feel calmer, lighter, and stay focused on the things that truly matter. I wanna share with you nine ways you can declutter your mind and find more peace. Number one, write it out. When you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed, grab your journal and write it out. Whatever you are feeling, get it out of your head and onto paper. Making this a daily practice is a really great way of keeping your mind decluttered. Number two, practice gratitude. Each and every day, take 10 minutes and practice gratitude for the beautiful things in your life. Whether that is first thing in the morning or before bed at night, look around you and pick five things you are grateful for. Even on the worst and most chaotic days, there's always something to be thankful for. Number three, go for a walk. Get out into nature, feel the cool breeze on your skin, listen to the birds chirping and take it all in. When you're in this place of your mind feeling cluttered, Going for a walk is a perfect way to clear your mind and reset yourself. Number four, learn to say no. When your calendar is full and you are running from one place to the next, you aren't giving yourself the time to relax and rest. You aren't giving your mind the opportunity to declutter. It is okay to say no to things. It is okay to stay home on the weekend instead of running around. It is okay to tell your friends no when you have too much on your plate. Number five, Set your priorities. It is up to you to decide what is important to you and what isn't. Set your priorities and don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Write it down if it makes it easier for you to follow your goals and what you want in life. Set aside time each day to do something, even just one thing that moves you closer to those goals. Stick to your priorities. You will see that your mind is clear and calm. Number six, reduce social media. The thing with social media is that it can be a wonderful place to connect with other people and find inspiration, but on the other hand, 
it can be a toxic place where you can feel inadequate and left out. Reducing the amount of time you spend on social media is such a great way to recenter yourself and declutter your mind. This doesn't mean you should never have social media. It just means that you should be intentional with the time you spend on there. Number seven, focus on the present. Last but not least, focusing on the here and the now helps to keep your mind uncluttered. It is so easy to get wrapped up in what we have going on, especially as a mom, next week or even two months from now. We spend so much time running from activities to school and our other obligations. One way to combat the feeling of overwhelm during this season of your life is to take it day by day. Focus on today and what you are doing right now. Try not to worry about next month until it comes. Spend as much time on keeping your mind decluttered as you spend on decluttering your home and physical possessions. It is just as important. You just listened to the post titled, Seven Things You Can Do to Declutter Your Mind by Karen Lazuski of karenlazuski.com. Thank you to Karen. She's been featured before in Optimal Relationships Daily, but this is the first time I've shared her work here on this show. So come check out her work. I have her site linked in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a couple of weeks or so, you might remember I actually had a two-part post on this very topic, Decluttering the Mind. It looks like that was episodes 2072 and 2073. And that happens from time to time. I'm approaching 2,100 episodes after all, so it's common that themes and topics will overlap. But that's the reason behind this show. You get to hear from different people in different stages of their lives to hear what's worked for them. I was just talking to a listener about this in Nashville who knows this well. She's been listening for five years. So you might hear from someone who has been working on mental decluttering for 20 years, then maybe from someone who just started figuring it out and wanted to share their results. And both are equally important because sometimes that expert level opinion just doesn't work for us and where we are right now. So you get to hear these different perspectives. And actually, sometimes their ideas do overlap and that's a good hint that it's worth trying. Like journaling, for example, came up in both this article and the one I was just talking about. But really, it's up to you to see what works best for you. So experiment, learn what works, keep doing what works, and do share what works for you. It's always nice to hear. Have a great start to your week. Thank you for being here and listening to me and for subscribing to the show. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.